Before we get started, I want to talk about sponsors that help make this show possible. I've partnered with swimming companies that can serve our international audience. The Magic Five, custom fitted goggles that are tailor-made for your exact face. You shouldn't feel like you're wearing any goggles. Use code BRETTHAWK20 at checkout to receive 20% off. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com. Swim Angelfish. Receive the tools and skills needed to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions with Swim Angelfish. Go to swimangelfish.com. Superior swim timing. Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop. SST is fully compatible with high-tech, Team Unify, as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. SuperiorSwimTiming.com. Nate's come out with another awesome tool for the swimming community. It's called Swim Nerd Live, and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device. It has all the information you're looking for. Event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. One click on any device and they're watching your swim meet live in real time. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more. Welcome to Swimming's Best Talk Show. Gonna learn all the things that Brett Hawk knows. As he has a chat with his guests about what it takes to be the best. But the sport's about more than just best times. It's winning the battle against your mind. So listen in and let's take a dive with Brett Hawk as we go inside. Oh, there we are. Bobby Fink, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Where where are you coming from? Uh, so I came back up to Gainesville, uh, like eight a.m. this morning. So I'm I'm back here, ready ready for school starting on Monday, and whenever whenever Nessie wants me to hop in the pool, I'll I'll be ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had that conversation yet. No, no, not not to you know, like a really like informative extent. I asked him like when we got back home after Tokyo and I was like, Hey, when, when do you want me back? And I was like, we'll see. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. But, well, uh, don't, don't pester him it to be next week. Sorry. <laughs> don't pester him about that. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wait a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, man, I gotta be honest straight off the bat. I didn't know much about you up until yeah. about the last 15 of the 800 in, in Tokyo. Yeah. That's when I started to really get to know you well. <laughs> yeah. Um, congratulations, by the way, uh, two Thank Olympic you. goals, man. Just incredible, really. Yeah, it's, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't expect a medal or <laughs> anything when uh, going into this meet. I... I just wanted to do my best and make the finals. And, um, you know, after the prelims 800, which was day five, I think, or, or something day four, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, I, I dropped like six seconds, six mm. or five seconds. And then I, I went in third to the final. I was like, Oh, I, I got a really good shot to medal here. Um, but I, I didn't even like think about the gold, you know, I, I just want to like, a bronze or something that that would have been like a cherry on the top to this this whole summer so <laughs> going going into the last 50 i didn't really know where i was i knew i wasn't in contention for the medal at all uh and then well yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's encouraging for people to hear that or it pisses people <laughs> off you know <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's certainly yeah. you know people that uh, swim their whole lives professionally at that level and just never get there. And then here you are yeah. not even expecting to get there and come away with two gold. That that's, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know <laughs> what the mindset is. Is that, did that help you to be that relaxed or was it mm -hmm. just really that unexpected? 
I I think it helped me a lot. Um, cause I I came in to meet with not really like too much pressure. Yep. Um, you know, so I I was just going there and just trying to do the best I could. Um, just be like completely honest with you and if the best I could was making the finals and not meddling, you know, I was, I was going to be happy with that. Uh, if it was making a bronze or silver, you know, I'd be happy with that. But I guess, I guess it was, it was a gold. So <laughs> um, I'm just happy well, to, let's happy into to that a little experience. bit because, you know, the best you could was the trials where you actually swam your best times, you know, like five weeks mm -hmm. earlier, you swam best times. Um, yeah. So what I think a lot of people are trying to figure out is how do you then in five weeks drop, you know, like you said, I think it was, you went from 748 to 741. I mean, massive drop right there. And then in the, in the 1500, I think you won the trials in 1446 and then you yeah. win the Olympics in what was it? 1439. So, yeah. I mean, again, massive drop. So mm. Talk to me about those five weeks then. What went on in that time where you felt like it really contributed to those massive drops? So specifically for like the 800, for the mile, I was I was expecting to to drop like a good amount because um, I, three years ago I was 1448 and I only dropped like two seconds at trials and I was still like kind of disappointed about the time there. Um, but for the 800, it was a complete shocker you know going leading up to trials we had like or not trials uh the games we had like a two two and a half week training trip in hawaii and like i had really good practices there that you know i've never had before and then even in our two-week training trip when we got to japan it i had one of the best practices of my life and even like pacing for the 800 right before it I I think I was going 27 like fours to the feet like just 50s pace just like smooth controlling just like trying to feel good so I had like I knew in the back of me that I, I had the ability to like keep up with the other guys and like you know race them because I, I was able to do these things in practice. It was, it was like, you know, why, why can't I do this? Mm. I, I was getting like confidence boosts out of just from my coaches and racing people and everything. Yeah. Talk to me about one of those practices. You said two weeks out in Hawaii, especially mm -hmm. there was some indicators there. Was there a particular practice that stands out in your mind? Like that one, mm -hmm. I, I ripped that one. Talk to me about that one. I can't remember like the set to like, exact detail or anything but it, it was like some 300s some 200s and then hundreds and i was able to go under three i was like pretty easily like I, I wasn't stressing about going under two and then under 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 a minute was like a piece of cake so but like i've never been consistently under three but that was like when i did that 300 i was like i i can do this again like no problem just if you if you ask me out I'll, I'll do it so that that was a huge indicator for me, and I'm not that fast in practice. I'm kind of kind of bad a lot of the time. So <laughs> it, it was, I, I was really happy to like see those times, and Nesty was too. And you know, yeah, I was just I was having like the time of my life. You've gone through kind of something similar, obviously going from mm -hmm. SECs to NCAA's, and and having that mm -hmm. five weeks around five weeks, you know, where you you can fine tune and you can rest up a little bit more and you just do things that are higher quality. You, you think that contributed to um, this preparation as well? Yeah. So the college season, I'd say this past year has helped a lot more than I feel like people who weren't in college, I, if that like kind of makes sense. Cause our college season, we weren't allowed spectators or anything like that. So going, going into the games, I, I knew kind of what, it was to swim without spectators or fans or anything like that. I wasn't like shocked or bothered by there not being, I guess, as loud, even though the athlete section was really loud. Um, it, it was a, that was surprising, but I, I wasn't like bothered by that or anything. And surprisingly, I've always done well with like a double taper. I think my first one was a, 2018 pan packs 
I entered the meet like three weeks before going like 14.55 in the mile. I was like 18 at the time. And then three weeks later, I went 14.48. Um, and that 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 race was that race was really good. I was racing Jordan in that race and he he's a really tough competitor as long as well as uh, Jack McLaughlin. He was in between us. Mm. Um, but so I, I always knew I was like pretty good on a double taper. I was normally always better on the back end of it. And, uh, you know, who, who doesn't like the taper, you know, <laughs> especially uh, with the with the Gator program. Well, I certainly want to dig into that a little bit, um, but I, I want to know more just about you. Like, I think um, the audience, uh, for, for people who know you, they know you. But for the people like me and, you know, maybe worldwide, a lot of people are like, who the hell's Bobby Fink? And maybe even some yeah. of your competitors, you know, like, who's this guy that just beat everybody? So it's like, <laughs> just going back a little bit, um, where'd you grow up? How'd you get into swimming? I, I understand you've got kind of like a, a swimming family as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I lived in Florida my whole life. Uh, I was born around the Tampa area in Clearwater. Um, my mom swam for Ball State back in the 70s. And my dad actually never swam. He did like all the other sports. But he became a swim coach in 2012. He was always the one driving us up to practice and everything. And he was always like, sitting in the bleachers and you know watching he was like you know why why don't i get get into this i he 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 grew to love the sport um Mm. just by watching people do it and he he wanted to become a coach after that and then of course i i have two older sisters who one swam at uf for four years um she actually just came back up this past monday for law school back at uf so i'll be here with uh, my older sister and then my other one summer swam at FSU for a year and then transferred to NC State for her last three years. She took a gap year and then uh, she swam there for either two or three years. But uh, yeah, just I always grew up competing them and, you know, just always (laughs) don't I always say, like, don't compare yourselves. But I was always comparing myself to them when I was like 10 years old, 12 years old. I was like, where were they when they were here? Because you know, girls were always like typically faster than guys before mm. the guys at puberty and stuff. So I was always racing, competing. And, you know, that that's one of the things I love about the sport is just competing, competing with everyone. I think I may have recruited your sister at one stage, um, mm. summer, I think. Summer I think or she- autumn, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, I summer, think- autumn, and then you get, and then you get Bobby, a non-season name. <laughs> how'd you end up with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it could have been it could have been winter um yeah <laughs> anyway but uh yeah uh, look um did you did your dad coach you at at any particular time uh no so my dad works with like i was 12 when he became a coach and he works with like I, i'd say like elementary school so that's like 10 and under right and then it's kind of like how our back at St. Petersburg Aquatics, it goes by like um, elementary school, which is like one through five, which is like normally 10 and, up, 10 and under. And then after that, depending on like, I guess like how advanced or like how, I guess, good are you, then you'll go up to either the middle school or high school group. It, it really like depends on like, you know, what, what's, what, are your, what are your skills in the sport and like what's your experience? Um, yeah. but no, I, I, I never swam under him. He was, he was always on the, on the pool deck with me though. Yeah. Right. He, he, does he give you advice? Does he correct you? Does he, you know, does he critique you or anything like that? No, that's one of the boundaries we have. Um, you know, I, I, one of the, like, cause I was a 12 year old at the time. Um, one of the things he like asked me before he became a coach, it was like, are you okay with this? And like, I'm 12, but I I was able to have it. And I was like, yeah, but I want you to be my dad. I, I don't want you to be like my coach. I want you to just be like my father figure. If that like makes sense. Yeah. Which So, so we have like that kind of boundary there. Um, cool. And I, I've always appreciated that boundary. I, I think it helped just because, you know, I, I, I love my dad. obviously you know he's my biggest supporter but i I want him to like you know be my dad i i don't want him to be my coach yeah fair enough 
So in terms of your coaches, before you get to UF, talk to me about them. So I, I jumped, I, I believe I jumped around club teams when I was like between five and seven. Um, I went to a team called CUDA, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, that coach actually became my high school coach uh, for my high school, but I, I never swam with the high school. I just competed for them. Uh, he, he was pretty, pretty nice and, and let me do that. So when I turned like seven, I moved to St. Petersburg Aquatics under Fred Lewis, and I stayed with him ever since until I left for college and 2018. Oh, wow. Fred Lewis. Hey, so um, yeah. in terms of the philosophy going from a seven-year-old all, all the way up to, you know, 17, 18, before you get to college, how, how did, how did that growth happen, you know, within his program for you? Yeah. So I, the biggest change I noticed was between 2017 and 2018, as in like terms of practices. Mm. Like before that, we were doing like tons of yardage and then just just pounding it out. Three hour Wednesdays. I, I remember that. Hated it, but I somehow like missed it a little bit just because I like the feeling of dying because it's it's funny. But <laughs> I, I love watching people die. It's it's always funny. Even like when I die, there's this one practice Alfonso. In I swimming do. terms, not not actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. But when 2018 like rolled around, practices became like they weren't as long. Like they were still like seven thousand or so, but we wouldn't hit eight thousand as much or like consistently as we did back in 2017. Like we do eight thousand every day, um, like easily. Um, what was the shift for you think? I don't, I don't really know. It just like happened. Oh yeah. I, I kind of, I'm like, I'm one of those people who like, if a coach gives me something to do, I'll, I'll do it. I like, that's right. The, the one thing I, when people like ask for like advice or anything, I always say like, trust your coaches. So mm-hmm. it, <laughs> I, Nessie's always like, Hey, what do you think we should do for like taper and stuff like that. I was like, whatever you think is good, coach. I, I trust you. That's, that's <laughs> your job. I'm just doing it. it yeah. <laughs> but uh, we we do a lot more like quality, kind of like speed stuff um, mm-hmm. in 2018. And, you know, it kind of, if it transitioned a bit in college to 2019, I guess we, yeah. we did like a lot of yardage and then, you know, coming back around for my sophomore season, we, we shifted a little bit to like speed a little bit like that. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't like consistently pounding out yardage. Um, yeah. It, it's been like, it's been a weird cycle, but you know, I, I've just been enjoying the ride. Yeah. What do you think's better? I mean, did you, do you think that the combination is necessary or do you think you prefer one or, over the other? So, yeah, I, I think a combination is, is pretty good to have. And I, I feel like I've had that, you know, just like switching years or just like there's been like crazy practices of like, you know, 10,000 yardage, especially during Christmas season, Christmas training. It, it gets kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I think I think a combination of the two is like extremely necessary. Like people like to call it garbage yardage and stuff like that. But I, I think that's necessarily not just for like physical or like just swimming wise, but also just like mental you know because garbage yardage what are you thinking most of the time you're you're bored you know you you don't want to you don't want to be there it, it's it's boring and you know there's there's points where you're like is this necessary but there when i like hit that point of like asking myself is this necessary i'm like yeah it, it helps me mentally it helps me become tougher it it, it helps me at the end back into races when it when everything is hurting so yeah, the combination between the two is, I'd say, really, really good to have. So I guess there's never really been a time for you where you felt like I haven't done enough work here. Like I, I haven't got enough work under my belt. It's always you've always felt like you've done enough. In you know when you come up to a big race. Yeah, I'd say I actually questioned myself a little bit, like a little before, like two weeks before trials, because mm. we had two months after nc's i think before trial started and i was i was like kind of just like wondering 
you know, if we got up to speed for a month or so, if we if we got there in time. But then, you know, times were showing and practices were good. So I I lost like that little, I guess like not like negative thought, but just like right, you know, curious. A little bit of doubt. Yeah. I, I lost that pretty quickly, especially with like just talking to my coaches, you know, just like seeing seeing what the plan was. And yeah, I I got full confidence again and just trust to them you know what are the things that give you confidence you know you, you said you had some little indicators you know a few weeks mm-hmm. out and stuff like that where, where what are those things for you that give you that confidence so fast practices is you know obviously obviously one of them but you know just being in a good mood too um just being happy like even if like practices are crappy like there was this one practice Alfonso Mestre and I were doing. It was like four 100s off the blocks and then four 50s like straight after off the blocks. It'd be the four 100s would be on like two minutes and then it'd be two 50s on 130, then two 50s on a minute. And it's just like all off the blocks, like all all out. And Alfonso and I were doing so bad. Like it was <laughs> like it, it was straight up embarrassing. <laughs> um like one of the hundreds we did, we'd go out like 26, but then we'd come back 32. Like we were dying. It was, (laughs) it was so bad. But like every time after we got to the wall, we were, we were laughing just because like we, we were still like having fun, even though we were swimming the worst we've ever had in our life. What is that? Just the type of blues or something? I don't know. We were just, so bad (laughs) yeah like every time we got out to the wall we were just like laughing with each other just like oh my god so so you feel like you have the ability just to kind of shake things off like that and put them behind you you don't dwell on those things very long there there's things i like it takes me longer to dwell on them but then there's like there's definitely times where yeah like that practice you know it, it comes off of me really quick but when, when I do dwell on things like a little bit longer than what I believe I should, you know, I, I got a really good group of teammates and even coaches just uh, around me. Like one of them is Brennan Gravely. He, uh, he, he helped me a lot after, um, it was this one, one meet like right before trials too. I, I was like, oh man, my mile should have been faster. And my four free was like really bad. So I, I was like pretty frustrated after that, but then like, you know, he came around to me and like always like checked in with me and, you know, even one of my good friends, Dakota Mahaffey, like I, I got a really good group up here and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they always helped me with, if I was always like down about something. I was going to say that you guys seem to have a team. I mean, <laughs> uh, especially at the NCA level right now, you guys mm-hmm. are loaded. And I, I understand you got some recruits coming in that are yeah. some big boys. Um, yeah. So you must feel pretty good about the college season coming up and the team you have. Yeah, we are really excited. We are really excited, especially this is like a year we could win NCs. Um, so that that's definitely like a goal we all have. and. You know, we we got an incredible freshman group coming in. We only we only lost three total seniors, so nearly everyone's coming back, and that that's like really exciting to think about. You know, so yeah, it's almost we're, like we're uh, really it's almost like yours to lose. Really, do you think? Like, you guys feel like you're the <laughs> favorites? I mean, you're a, a double Olympic gold medalist for God's sake. You got yeah. Karen Smith on the team. I mean, come on, you you guys yeah. have to feel like the favorites, right? Um. For NCs, like team-wise, mm. I, I don't think we are the favorites. You know, Texas Texas still has, like, a really crazy group. But, like, you know, we we took we took a jab at that margin. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've gotten a lot closer. And, you know, Cal, Cal's up there, too. They got a lot of their fifth years back. But it's not it's not shaking us, you know. We, we, we want to win that title this year, but – We'll just have to see what happens, really. When was the last time Florida men won in CAAs? Oh, it's been maybe like the seventies or eighties. Wow. Yeah. So it's been uh, long enough to not even remember, basically. So for you, yeah. But um, so what's the culture then? What like what? 
I mean, you're going to be one of the team leaders. You're going to be one of those guys that, that's setting the culture, and, and maybe it's already there. You feel like it's clicking, but what is the team culture at, at Florida right now where you feel like this is the year to do it? Yeah, so we're all, like, early tight group of guys. You know, it, it's it's amazing. Every week, yeah, every week we meet with um, a sports psychiatrist like the whole team does, and we all just, like, you know, we, we open up to each other, which – you don't really see among like guys mm. too often. So it's, it's definitely something really cool. And it's definitely, it's definitely brought us closer together. His, his name is like Dwayne Allen mm-hmm. and he's, he's really brought our group close together. And, you know, even, even like people around us, you know, they, they said they, they've never seen like a team atmosphere like ours. So it's, it's we're all just really close and nice. yeah it's it's always exciting to to go to practice with them you know like we still have our fair share of like trash talk but it's always like fun trash talk you know yeah um, yeah we're just like a really really close group of guys and yeah you think it's going to be a, a an advantage or disadvantage that the men and women are combined again um, in terms of, you know, maybe even coach Nesty's responsibilities. Do you, yeah. <laughs> you see that as, as um, being something that could pull you guys apart in any way? No, no, not at all. You know, Nesty, he's been coaching since way before I was born, you know, and he's been in the NCAA level. He he's won a gold medal. He's, yeah. he's been there he's seen everything he's i i have full confidence in him it is like a group of 86 people mm. so uh, he's got to figure out some practice times and stuff but he's also got a great group of staff around him so i i have full confidence in you know our team our coaches staff and weight room staff and you know we we, we have a lot of support around here that i'm not worried about anything Cool. You did mention weight room stuff. Talk me. Talk to me about that because I know you guys have an incredible strength coach. What's mm-hmm. the strength program for you like being a distance swimmer? What do you, What do you do? How do you do it? You know, how often kind of thing. Yeah. So our strength coach is Tracy Zimmer. Um, whether this might shock people a little bit, I'm not. I'm not too sure, but I do like the exact same things as. Uh, you know, the sprint group, every, everyone always does the same thing. It's just, if something needs to be modified, then, you know, it, it will be modified. But during like the year, I'm doing the exact same thing as everyone else. I'm obviously not lifting the same weight. You know, I'm a lot, definitely not as strong as our, as our sprint group or there's a lot of people in there. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely not lifting the same weight as them, but you know, I still lift three times a week. We're still doing like the same sets, same reps, and yeah, just we're, we're wow. a big group of guys in there. So you do Olympic movements in the gym? Yeah, yeah, Olympic lifting. Wow, very cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. Do the pros, like Caleb, do, do they get in there at the same time, or are they on a different schedule? So, well, last year, because of COVID, they couldn't really have, um, like, the pro groups or, like, anyone who wasn't, competing for the university at the nc2a level Mm. so he was being he's with matt delancey right now Mm -hmm. he he was like a long time weight room coach for like swimming and a whole bunch of other sports so i think he's been lifting in actually his garage i know matt's got like a, a really good setup over there so i think a lot of the pro group has been over there really just because they couldn't get into our weight room all right. I didn't realize Matt wasn't working with the college team anymore. Um, no, yeah. That, how long has that been since he kind of. So he was with us our freshman year and then our sophomore year, Tracy came in. Okay. But I think they were like, Tracy was like under his wing and stuff, mm-hmm. like introducing us to, to her and everything. And then it was official coming into our junior year where Tracy took over for us. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of other things I, I want to dig into a little bit. What, what's it like training with Kieran Smith and, and him being, you know, uh, on the Olympic team with you as well? Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, we we do have a lot of practices together, and then there's some practices where, where we don't have together. But, you know, it's it's always fun. We're racing each other and, and everything. We, we both swim sort of the same events or, like, 
not like the same events, but like distance, middle distance, IM and that stuff. So just like always competing with him in practice and even like out of practice, we, we have an ongoing game of ping pong with each other. He's destroying me in it, but <laughs> I'm catching up a little bit, you know, like I'll win a game and he'll win a game, but then sometimes I'll go on like a hot streak of winning games and then he'll like destroy it. But he did just get to a hundred wins on me for for singles. I'm at like 80 something. So he, he's got a good of a lead, but I, I've been dwindling it down a little bit. I'm hoping to <laughs> hoping to relinquish relinquish the lead by the end of the year. So you guys are more competitive out of the pool and in the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. we, we have <laughs> We're keeping score on this game. This this means a lot to us. Who's the better trainer? Who can handle more work in the pool or, or at a higher quality? You think? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kieran is really fast in the pool. Um, you know, like not even just like meat wise, practice wise. Like when we get up on the blocks, he loves he loves getting on the blocks and just racing and just having fun. Like we'll do a set of six ones, and that's <laughs> he he just loves it. Like he's dead at the end, and it, you know it's funny, but it, he he loves it. He always goes crazy on the first one, and then the second one it like hits a little bit, and then the third one it's like oof. But then number six is <laughs> number six is funny to watch, and I'm just over here doing thirty ones. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now between the two of you, there has been a slight level of disrespect with U.S. distance uh, recently. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess you've brought back some respect, obviously, with the with the two double goals, massive respect. Yeah. But um, did you guys sense that going into the games? Did you feel like there was something you had to prove? <laughs> um, I don't rather I wouldn't say like something you had to prove, but like just going back and like, you know, just just having fun, doing the best we can, you know. Um, but yeah, we, we were definitely aware of it going into the games of like how long it's been since a gold medal or anything is won, which, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot of silvers and bronzes along the way, which it's not bad, but the, the gold is always, always eluded the, the four free and mile, but eight free is new. So, but uh, yeah, you know, we're just looking forward to the future and trying to just, just trying to get better for ourselves really. Nice. Well, the future's obviously bright. You've been 21 and still got so much <laughs> ahead of you and the and the time drops you're making now. But um, did you know anything about your competitors on the international mm-hmm. level? Did you had, had you had some experience with them before? So the only experience I've raced Jack McLaughlin before. Right. At, um, Jack McLaughlin and Jordan Wilmoski, but Jordan did open water this time. He focused on that. But uh the only experience I really had was back in 2017 Worlds. I raced Paul Chenary in a prelims heat of the mile, and I did really bad. And, uh, you know, he, he obviously made it back. He didn't have to try or anything. But uh, that's that's the only thing I, I've ever raced like those three guys in. Um, wow. And it, Yeah, it was just Paul Chenary. But, uh, yeah, I was completely aware of, like, who they were. You know, I watched 2016 – I watched 2017 with Paul Chenary and Romanchuk. And then, you know, obviously 2019 with Welbrock and Romanchuk and Paul Chenary, all three of those guys. So, yeah, I, I've I've watched them all and I've, I've even looked up to them, you know. Mm, I was going to say yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, did you have kind of distance heroes in any, you know, growing up? I mean, mm. Australia has been super dominant, but recently, mm. you know, people like Paul Chenary and these types of, athletes have had enormous success you must have looked up to some of your competitors as well yeah so paul trenary was in the i think he got fifth or fourth in um 2012 in a mile Mm. Uh, he was like 17 i think he went like 46 or something like Mm. that something crazy uh yeah i I, i've looked up to him and you know not people want to say his name sun yang before you know all, all that stuff happened um but yeah so yeah i i've looked up to a lot a lot of those guys you know i wanted to be on the same stage and you know just just race them and yeah and just see them really <laughs> so you've you've obviously followed their race plans and and you've mm-hmm. seen the way they swim it at least um mm-hmm. in 
In going into the 800 final, let's start with that one. Did you have a set plan? I mean, obviously, the last 50 took everybody by surprise, but was that a surprise mm -hmm. to you? Is that the way you had planned that? It, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I, I was not planning that, not in the slightest. Uh, so what was the plan then? Tell me that. Just to race them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, I mean, it, you, it was... you must have had an idea of like, okay, I want to, I want to be on this pace. I want to be in this position. I mean, was it as detailed as that, or was it just more like go out and have fun? Yeah, it. I wasn't. I didn't care about time at the end of the day. You know, it's. Wow. I just, I just wanted to, to race them and you know try and try and get a medal. Really. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. So, what was Nesty's? last words of advice then <laughs> just have fun you're ready yeah that's it that's yeah. it now do you feel in yourself that you're better coming from behind like that like you didn't want to put yourself out in the lead obviously and and kind of mm -hmm. you know lead from the the get-go so mm -hmm. do you feel like you're better suited to holding back and then chasing people down at the end um I don't really know. I, I kind of like being out front, but the the games here just kind of like, I like being out front if I'm going for a time, I guess. Mm. Um, but like the, the games like kind of changed me, you know, just uh, especially in the mile, like the mile that, that was my race plan just to, just to stay with the guys and then okay. try to try and out sprint them at the end. Right. But uh, yeah, it it's, I, I guess like when I'm racing for a medal where the time isn't like really, you know, I don't really care about the time. It's just racing the other people. Really. Right. Right. Yeah. A little bit like Chad LeClaw. He kind of has the same strategy of like, just go out there and see how the race plays out. And then when I'm yeah. in it, I just stick my head down. So mm -hmm. at some point you're obviously keeping an eye out on what's going on in the race and in, in the 800 for starters. Um, you know what's going through your head are you trying to stay within a range of them or uh you know how are you feeling at the 500 600 700 is it going the way you want it to go so for the 800 um yeah. i i wasn't like really too close to them with a uh, 100 to go like they really picked it up on for the 750 part and then you know i i, I was hurting <laughs> um yeah, it was just really just trying to race them, and you know there there was a gold medal on the line for for the eight hundred, and you know it was like the first eight hundred ever being contested. So that that last fifty, I was really just I was really just trying to trying to get my hand on the wall, um, just trying to sprint. You know, I had my it's something my coaches have worked on me a lot within this past year was being able to switch gears. And, you know, I, I had that being screamed in my head and everything, just right. Just trying to get my hand on the wall because <laughs> there's there's a gold on the line. It's the 50. It's only going to hurt for whatever the, the last 50 split was 26. It's only going to hurt for 26 seconds, you know. See, that's but, it. Though. That's it right there. That's the piece mm -hmm. of gold I was looking for. You, you kind of tapped mm -hmm. into it subconsciously. You said your coaches you know, told mm -hmm. you to switch gears. So that's something you had obviously practiced then. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like Steve. Yeah. Just like in the, in the fall, it was always just like, he was like just walking around a deck and everything. You got to be able to switch gears, switch gears. It's the end. Mm -hmm. It hurts, but you, you got to be able to switch gears. Um, what so does that mean to you in practice then? So you're, you're holding a pace and then you're just digging as deep as you can in practice. Mm -hmm yeah yeah it's because it definitely it comes around like the end of the set really when right. you know steve steve knows you're hurting and i see knows and then they just start yelling at you more and more and more just to you know get going yeah it's almost over just what's he yelling just get going switch gears it's almost over it hurts but you know <laughs> yeah so for you it's always the goal of to end as fast as you possibly can then yeah you know if if I'm ending the race, or at least not like for the Olympic sake, you know, because it's metal wise, but like for time wise, if I'm ending the race knowing 
I could have gone faster sprinting the last 50 or, or so, you know, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed because I, I feel like I didn't do my best. Right. You know, I, 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 I always just want to walk away from the race, just knowing I did my best and right. that I just gave it my all out there. Really. Have you had moments in practice where you have finished consistently in, in 25s, 26s at the end of a set? Yeah. Yeah. Especially it. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. Um, there's this one set 31s. We right. do it like once or twice a year and it, it's on like 130. And I always like the first two are always like really rough because you're, you're like just getting into it. But then for those next like 28, it, the, I just want to try and hold consistent, but also as fast as possible, really. So what are you holding? So for short course, because we do it like short course and stuff, which mm -hmm. is yards. I'm last time I think I did it was like 50 point fifties to 50 point nines, I think. Mm -hmm. Um and like my mile pace short course yards is 51 six, mm -hmm. 51.8. But you know, going into this year, I I want to hold like just straight up fifty points. I I don't want to be on that that edge again. You know, I, <laughs> I I think it'd be pretty cool if I could hold like forty nines or something throughout the whole set. But yeah, toward towards the end, yeah, there there's definitely been sets where I've like slipped off a little bit, but I've always like been able to bring it back at least on the last one uh -huh. or last two. And then there there's sets where I end up just getting faster. You know, right. Yeah. But yeah. generally on the last one, you might drop a 48, 49 or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the last one of the set, last one of the day, you know, yep. you might as well give it at all. But there's definitely times where Nessie's like, don't don't overdo yourself on the last one just because it's the beginning of the week and it can ruin you, <laughs> ruin you for the week. But yeah. It, especially especially with the guys just racing on that that very last interval very last rep it's it's fun it hurts but you're, you're done after it you, it's just a little bit of pain for whatever 50 or 48 47 seconds really do you go into that same mental mode too of like i don't really care what the time is but the guy next to me is not going to out touch me yeah there, there's definitely a lot of that in practice yeah, <laughs> especially because Alfonso and I race a lot in practice. We we typically do the same practice like the whole time. Kieran, Kieran's not with us all the time, but Alfonso's with me like ninety five percent of the time. So I, I'm with him a lot, and you know we're we're both going into this like thinking I I don't want this guy to beat me. I <laughs> you know and we we could go three double O on a three hundred, but. As long as we beat the other, then then we're happy. Yeah, I actually had Grant Hackett um, calling your fifteen hundred at the oh, end. Really? He was uh, he was doing the commentary for it, and he was talking us through some stuff. And um, I think even he was surprised at the end with the way you came back. Yeah. <laughs> um, he hadn't seen anything like that before. But uh, yeah, you should check that out. It's it's mm -hmm. um, you know incredible just the insights that he was giving into kind of the men mentality of the race and the way he would strategize it and things like that. So super cool. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean that 25 seven at the end of the 1500, I mean, yeah. there's, there's hundred freestylers who'd love to come back in the 200 freestylers that love <laughs> to come back in that. I mean, it's uh, that's just insanely fast. Did you feel like some super surge of energy come over you at that point? So I was definitely I was feeling a lot better at least throughout the mile. Um, I, I didn't feel like I was expending like too much energy or anything just throughout it. Um, it definitely wasn't like the Andrew where I felt like I was just dying. But uh, in the mile, you know, I was I was feeling I was feeling good. Like I, I could have kept going at, at that pace for a long time. But you know, like it was like the eight hundred. There's a gold on the line and there was a chance for me to, to double up on the distances like Katie did. So, and I, I knew like just from the 800, I, I had a good finishing speed, so I wasn't going to 
think I could only come back 28 or 27 or so. You know, I wanted to feel like I could come back as whatever I needed to, to, to get my hand on the wall. You're, you seem like a pretty relaxed, nice guy, but you, you're, there's a killer inside you, man. Like <laughs> someone that hates to lose desperately in there, right? That's from my sisters. Just, <laughs> just being competing, just competing with them like throughout my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Now you said you could hold this pace in the 1500 for a while. And a lot of the, the competitors that you swam against swam the open water. Is there any thought of doing that in the future? So after <laughs> maybe I'm not going to, I'm not going to rule it out completely. Um, you know, I, I love pool swimming. Open water is like kind of different with like, uh, that's like really just like staying with the guys, staying with the pact and then out kicking them at the end. Just, you know, it's, it's a lot longer. Um, except, uh, except for Tokyo, Wellbrock destroyed everyone at like the last lap. Mm. That, that was crazy but um I, i'm glad i didn't do open water in tokyo i i can confidently say that um you know after after the mile after celebrating after media and everything i was i, I just wanted to get home and, and see my family um mm. I, I don't think i could i would have made it like another six days or so you know i i just wanted to get home see my family see see my dog and just just relax with them because i was just having one, one of like the best meets of my life so i also don't think people realize how emotionally draining it is too to, mm. to go into that environment um you know and and i and we saw the way kind of caleb even um mm. you know dealt with some of that like the emotions that just came out you mm. know from having to deal with being up all the time and being focused and being on and did you learn anything from Caleb as a teammate watching him go through the process? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest things I learned from Caleb was dealing with pressure. Um, and it's not like something he like went out and taught us. It's just something from just watching him and just listening to him speak about just swimming in general. It's just, mm. it, the pressure is, the pressure you feel is the pressure you put on yourself. You know, other, other people can't put that pressure on you unless you allow them to. So it's really just kind of understand that point and just, you know, that the pressure you feel is you control that pressure. You know, you, you right. can, you can block it out. You can do well with it. A lot of people perform really well under, under that kind of intense pressure. But at the end of the day, it's, it's coming from you. Right. Yeah. I think Caleb does an incredible job with that. That's very yeah. difficult when it's coming from the outside, just pouring yeah. in. And I, and I guess that's what you're going to experience too now. Like, the, I mean, there are obviously people within the NCAA system who knew you and who know you, but you're the double Olympic champ now, man. You got the target <laughs> on your back. Like everybody knows who you are now. There's no hiding <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, in three years or yeah, three years. Mm -hmm. i i, I want to defend these medals and i don't want to just you know like here have have this one you know, mm -hmm. i i want to defend them i'm i'm probably gonna if i make the team in 2024 i want to i want to go in acting like i don't have a medal you know i i still want to feel that last 50 again just feel like i'm fighting for fighting for that you know mm -hmm. um and yeah caleb, caleb deals with a lot you know just like the Michael Phelps pressure pe people are like expecting from him and just mm -hmm. and the insane times and world records and everything. Right. He's, he's amazing at dealing with that pressure. So yeah, it, there's a lot to learn from him. Does he turn off social media and block out things like that? Or how does he handle it internally? Um, so I'm not really sure if he blocks out social media. I don't think he does. Um, I, I could be wrong though, but yeah, it's just, he's, a, he's a really fun guy to be around. He's, he's pretty chill, pretty relaxed and he, he loves helping people. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's just an overall sweet, charming guy to, you know, just 
have a conversation with you know you can you no. can ask him anything in the world and he'll be he'll be willing to help you so yeah i, I think it's just part of his character really yeah I had another question just on your training real quick. I, I yeah. A lot of people who train distance train kind of the old Michigan way with, with the color system. Uh, mm. I I understand you guys don't necessarily do that. Like you train with gears or a gear. Like Talk to me about the way that you actually build your endurance. So we do a lot of heart rate stuff. Um, like for 10 seconds on your, on your side, it's Nesty loves doing heart rate 28 heart rate 26 heart rate or heart rate 24 heart rate 26 and then heart rate 28 is like really really picking up picking it up although last year he started <laughs> he started doing something of uh and he just skipped 24 and 26 altogether he would just write 28 and then write a plus and then 28 plus plus and then 20 <laughs> plus 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 so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we do we do a lot of heart rate stuff and you know just from the 28 just going all out all the time <laughs> So it seems like there's a lot more race pace being built into what you're doing on a regular basis. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. What about like kicking and, and pulling? I mean, you obviously you you seem to hold a lot of water both on your hands and your and your your legs are ridiculous at the end of races. Do you break those up into particular, you know, major kick sets, major pull sets? It's, yeah, it's for the kick sets, it's typically in the beginning of the year. We do a ton of kicking, um, especially this past year. It was, it was a lot, but you know, it obviously paid off. Um, but I'm actually pretty bad at freestyle kick. I'm like, I'd say I'm one of the better ones on the team, but you know, my my fly kick is a lot, a lot better than it. And like the people that are good at the freestyle kick on the team, like kick my butt all the time in freestyle kick. So. Wow. Yeah, and then like for pole sets, I've my club, my club coach did a lot of polling with me just like growing up. So I I grew up to love pole. Uh, half the time I go faster in practice polling than I do swimming. You yeah, know, it's, it's the pole boy is like kind of like a cheat code because it just brings your hips up like the whole time. You don't really have to do anything about it. But uh, yeah, during like taper with Nesty, we we switched to buoy a lot because distance goes goes off of weights sooner than the sprint group you know right so yeah it, it kind of just depends on the the time of the year really do you prefer training i am or distance freestyle distance freestyle <laughs> <laughs> there, there's something about butterfly in practice that just makes it so much harder i, I don't <laughs> understand what it is but butterfly in practice is awful yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah <laughs> Now uh, I'm in a I'm in a coaching group and I was texting them before this, telling them I'm I'm going to interview you and um, mm -hmm. Kim Bracken, one of the um, coaches in the group, told me that she feels like you could be a world class backstroker. She said your backstroker is gorgeous. Is that something that you're considering? Um, you know I, I would love to do the two back. Um, <laughs> it it clashes with the eight free though. I I've always had like a pretty decent backstroke. Um, right. It's like one of my strong points in the IM. You know, I can like go pretty, pretty decent hundred backstroke time in the in the IM, but with, I'm not like really trying too hard and really just working working the freestyle at the end of that. But yeah, it, it clashes with the eight free. Um, so I, I'd probably I'd, I'd stick with the eight free first. But I I would love to do the two back at, at some meet. You know, I think it'd be it'd be fun a little a little off event, but could turn into a prime event. I don't know. We'll, there we go. I'll just have to see. Ryan Murphy's listening to this. Uh, <laughs> no, Ryan would kick my butt. <laughs> that, that's just a fact. <laughs> well, what about the the four I am? Is this something that you would, you know, have dreams of being Olympic champion in one day? I I've actually been thinking about the four I am a lot. Um, making making that final heat would have been hard to do that was the fastest finals or prelims um ever you know mm. and then but the 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 final seat was a bit different but that turnaround was insane so i was like you know i i bet i was thinking like if i made the forum i bet i could have made it back to the finals it's just a matter of how well i could have recovered my body you know 
and I, at that point, that race was just the whole games was nearly just about who could recover the best for the next day, especially for those quick turnarounds for the 4 a.m. and 4 free, and even just prelims to semifinals. You know, it was how well you could recover yourself. Um, Talk to me about that. What's yeah. your recovery system between your races then? What, what's your go-to? So for – I was – I hate swimming in the morning. Like, I'm always slower at it. I, I don't know why. I'm just – You won two Olympic gold medals in the morning, mate. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think all of us were feeling that way too. I, I think if it was like at nighttime, we all could have gone like faster, you know, yeah. I, I don't know if the mental situation would have been the same, but I, I believe we all could have gone like easily faster, but uh, I was pretty lucky. I got two, two night sleeps before, you know, right after, and then I didn't even have to get up early. So I got to sleep into whenever I wanted and then go to the pool, loosen a little bit and hop on a massage table mm-hmm. and then go, go to lunch, have a ton of pasta, go back to the, or the village, watch, mm-hmm. <laughs> watch, watch like a season of Brooklyn nine, nine, and then uh, eat a ton of pasta again for dinner and, you know, get, get another good night's sleep in right before I race. So, yeah. That's it, guys. There's a system right there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen, I got to tell you, you might not want to hear this, but if you were Australian and um, and you went home right now, you'd be a millionaire, my friend. Uh, They love (laughs) love their distance swimmers down there. Is this something you're looking to cash in on? Have you signed with an agent? I mean, I I don't Mm. know the full extent of the NCA rules now, but I understand you can obviously sign contracts. So, is this something that you have yet cashed in on or looking to cash in on so i am actually looking for an agent right now i've, I've oh. been like narrowing down the my search and stuff so mm-hmm. i'm look i'm looking to do that really really soon and then you know after i get the agent and i'm, I'm lo- looking for a couple of deals that could be good for me in college i, I don't want to like overwhelm myself too much just because you know i, I still am a, a full-time student you know I still got a really busy schedule, so I, I don't know how far I'll go into the, the sponsorships, but, you know, if, there, if there's good ones out there for me, I, I'd love to be a part of them and, you know, just, I guess, try to try to build my brand up a little bit. I, I think that'd be pretty cool to do, and, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to the future. Nice. Are you at least on a full scholarship at Florida? Yeah, I, I won't. I won't say any details. I won't say any details. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't. That was a <laughs> um, wow. Double Olympic champ, not on full scholarship. You heard it. Ah, that's awesome, man. Well, listen. Uh, I really appreciate this. It's been fun getting to know you. Even just in the couple of hours before I did this, I was watching videos of you, and um, you just seem like a really good guy, a great role model for everyone in your area. Um, you. you know, I, I saw you get back, and you know, you went straight to a swim meet, and um, it's really good stuff, man. People, we we need people like you in the sport, and um, you know, I'm glad you. to get to know you. It's thank you for having me on your show. It's been great. I saw I saw Ariana's. Ariane's or Titmus's yep. interview of her holding 26s. That's crazy. That's isn't that wild? 26s yeah. for a woman long course, like 20 of them on 130. Yeah. I mean that is insane. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Shout out to her for that. I've never met her, but you know, that's that's insane. <laughs> well, I'll clip this and I'll send it to her. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Well, listen, uh, good luck with the college season. I hope you guys come away with the trophy. I mean, you got the team. Let's go get it done, all right? Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been an honor, and I had a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bobby. Take care, man. Thanks. You too. So the Magic 5 Custom Swim Goggles. Now, I got to tell you, I really love these things. I did the scan. I got the Magic 5 app, and I held up my phone to my face. It took a scan of my face within... 10 seconds, it shoots it off, gets processed, and within a couple of weeks, I get these brand new goggles that are custom fit to my face. No leaks. The gasket fits perfectly around my eyes. I got to tell you, these things look beautiful. They're they're good-looking goggles. 
They're super clear. I can see out of the peripheral. Everything is as I would want it. Custom fit. Use code BRETTHAWK20 to get 20% off your own pair of custom fit Magic 5 goggles. These things are incredible. I highly recommend them. All strokes, breaststroke, backstroke, butterfly, freestyle, perfect fit to your face. Get yourself a pair today.